This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, everybody has exited, so that means we begin. Al, how you be? Hi there, Jerry. I was just thinking yesterday, like, what kind of society we are in. I know a lot of times you say, like, people suck and all this stuff. So yesterday I went to and had a meeting with a financial advisor's. Wow! Look at you. I actually met with Eddie's financial advisors. <laughs> well, he gave you the dry. He gave you the drywall guy, or you gave him the drywall guy. I gave him the drywall so you're guy. Taking- uh, contractor Maybe guy. You and Eddie should move in together. And then Eddie gave me the financial guys, there and we. Go. And then I gave Eddie my urologist. Oh God! So uh, Eddie and I, you know, you, you like recommendations. You do like recommendations. But I realized what kind of world we are living in. When I was sitting there, and the guys were were, you know, I told them, you know, what I want to retire at this yeah. age. What do I need? All this. I'm just trying to plan things out. But we're in such a world that we don't trust anything or anyone. And I, I'm, I'm going to work with these guys. Mm-hmm. But while I'm talking to them, certainly in the back of my head is like, are these guys ripping me off? Are these <laughs> guys, gonna, you know what I mean? Like it's just for their like, fees, for whatever. Like the yeah. fact that they have your info. The uh, this, like, why do humans want to rip off other human beings? Because it's an easy way to line their pockets. But it's such a mean way of life. Yeah, it is. And a lot of people murder their way through life. Yeah, like... And the f- rape people through life. Yeah, like the fact that I have to think... Yeah. That you can't just go talk to somebody who goes, I'm in the financial business. You make money, I make money. This is how we do it. Did I? The fact that you c- can't... Like, we just don't trust... Anybody. Anybody. You want to hire a contractor? Don't trust that they're going to show back up after they take your deposit. Yeah. That's Which why, is why the recommendations are yes, so important. Right. Like, Eddie, here's a guy I know and trust that does contracting. Eddie says, here's a guy I know and trust yes. that does financial planning. Yep. That's how you got to get everybody. That's also how people hire in a lot of cases. Yeah. It's it's a lot of word of mouth. Yeah, the degree's important, but you need to know people that are going to go to bat for you. And right. And you better not screw them. Because right. then your word looks horrible. It's But that is that is the world we're living in. Yes, sadly. It's awful. I do think we're in a slightly better spot with public reviews of places on like yeah, Google. It, helps. Yeah. it does help. It, I think it does keep a business honest because you don't want a bunch of bad reviews. So I so two years ago, you remember, I had to redo the deck in my house a lot sooner than I was anticipating because I basically stepped through a deck plank. Um, and we, you know, ended up with the Trex deck and everything. And I was looking for a contractor to do it. And if you remember... The reason I picked the guys I picked, and it was first just for the estimate. I didn't hire them on the spot, was because of the reviews. 
And, you know, a lot of people see a couple of bad reviews, and sometimes there might be 90 great ones. You see two yeah. bad ones, and you're scared off. The one bad one that I read, he fired right back with proof that you're not going to make me look like a bad guy. We do the work we tell you we're going to do, and you're doing something to try and get a discount. And I love that. I thought I liked the fact that he fought back. Yes. And then when I met him, and then when they came over, and then they showed up on time, and they did, I couldn't wait to write a review right. for them. So, yeah, it's important. It is. It's important. Yeah, I feel like I write reviews when I have a really bad experience or a really good experience. I don't do the really bad experience yeah. depending upon why it was bad. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't want to ruin someone's business either. Correct. But, like I could, I told you, the people, the Verizon thing, I, I, I was close. I was close to writing a review and then I decided... Maybe the dude was having a bad day and he was being an ass face. It's fine. Leave it alone. I'm never going to do business with him again. It's, it's whatever. But sometimes you feel like that you really need to. Yeah. I think what I've started doing on bad for bad experiences is I write to the company themselves first. Okay. See what type of response I get. If they're douchey then and they gave you a bad experience, then maybe you... You know, the reviews do help steer people in another direction. Yeah, they do. You have, and or in a good spot like you did with your decking company, the reviews helped you get there. Yeah. I'm with you. When I, when somebody bad mouths a business and the business fires back with proof and stuff, I love that. I do too. I love it. Because it's kind of like sports talk radio. There's no accountability. <laughs> you put something <laughs> right. out there online. These people suck. They didn't. Well, hold on a second. That's only one side. And if the other people don't fight back it's like, oof. maybe it's true you fight back and then you're showing us why i like it i saw one where it was like the people wrote that to trash this company and the company wrote i have no record of like when did you come in here i have no record. we have no records of it are you sure this is my business yeah you know what i mean and imagine you're getting attacked on your business's google review profile for not your business yeah very easy for it to happen oh my gosh very easy it's kind of like what i told you so I had a guy, I'm not going to get into the details of it, but someone was furious with last year's, this is recent, was furious with last year's calendar <laughs> because he turned to a month he did not like. Oh. And wrote me this very long email, I want my money back. What am I going to do? Okay. <laughs> so all I said to him was, I said, listen, I didn't even respond to what he was complaining about. I just said, I wrote back, no problem. Do you want the full amount back? Or are we keeping the donation part? Because there's a good percentage that goes went to the Boomer Esiason Foundation. And he wrote back, I appreciate you getting back to me so promptly. He goes, please, the donation part is all good. Just give me the rest. No problem. I wrote him a checkout and I sent it. But I could have been like, dude, it's September. Right. You've had this calendar for nine months. Now you want your money yeah, back? You got to prorate that, Jerry. But I no, I didn't. I just, you know what? Just... Because I don't want him bashing me. I, what right. did I do? Right. You know? Yes. Just because he it's... didn't like a photo. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, and, and that, by the way, that's what it was. It was a photo he didn't he didn't like. A photo. Like, I offended him. Like, okay, sorry. Not one of the sayings. A nope. photo itself. It a photo. I thought you take pretty uh, normal photos. Yeah, nonsense. But whatever. Total nonsense, Jerry. Yep. Hmm. I also see that iPhone is coming out with... Another iPhone. Why not? The uh, the iPhone 15. Yeah. I'm sure they have the 18 developed already. But, and I was looking like, I do not I do not get every new iPhone. Mm -hmm. I went from an iPhone 8 to a 
14, okay. which is what I have now. Yeah. No, a 13. I went mm-hmm. from the 8 to the 13. Okay. And the one thing that they seem to uh, improve on is the camera. Mm-hmm. So this one is going to be 14, 48, 48 megapixel. The one I have now is a 12 megapixel. Okay. But you know it's still going to... When you, The worst thing, like when you go to a concert and you try to take a picture, they come out terrible. Maybe 48 megapixels will not come out so terrible. Right. It, is that the key? I don't know. The 48 megapixels? I don't know because all pictures I take, if they're in focus, they look good. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, now, I don't know. It's great when you take a... Your, your, the phones to take great pictures in nice daylight. In conditions. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, a nice sunny day out there, Jerry. Mm-hmm. But you go to a concert, your, your eyes focus so it appears you're closer. But when you're 20 rows from the stage... Yeah. You take a picture, it looks like four ants. Right, because it's dark. Yeah. Then there's Not only is it dark, but then there's super bright lights throwing off the rods and cones of your camera. Yeah, for sure. There was a woman at the Pink concert, and I told you where we were sitting. We were, like, to the, I would say, the front corner of the stage. Not the back one, but the front corner of the stage. Yeah. And we were in, like, the second level of the baseball stadium. So it was a pretty good shot, but no, we weren't that close. But we were also weren't by home plate where you were a mile away from her. Yeah. And there was someone, and it wasn't, it was not Samsung, and it wasn't an iPhone. And the person was so drunk, I can't even understand what the hell she said. Kim knew what it was. I'm, I'm forgetting what kind, though. But it was a phone. But the, the zoom on the camera on the phone was ridiculous. And I, I asked her, like, what, you know, what kind is that? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, and she was spitting on me. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. Kim said she heard of it. I don't know if she did or not. I think she, there's a Google phone. Like Maybe Google that's what it was. Pixel. Maybe. That was supposed to have, like, a crazy camera on it. Maybe that's it. Because yeah. I was watching her take the picture. I'm like, God, that looks phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I got a picture of pink, and it looks like just a person on stage. She got a picture of pink. Yeah, you know what's even weirder is when I'm at a show, and I see someone taking a picture, and they have the same phone I have, and it looks crystal clear <laughs> on their screen. And I bring mine up. I'm like, this looks nothing like what this... Is that a, is that a camera app they're using? Like, uh, Could be. Cause that's the other thing. You ever go in the app store and look at cam... There's a million different camera apps where it's like, this takes better picture. But But how it's the same... Right, it's the, the hard same hardware. hardware. Yes. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. No I don't idea. get that either. No idea. So I will not be purchasing the new iPhone, Jerry. You're not going to get online at 2 o'clock in the morning? I will not be getting online. I will not be trading in. I like to get my money's worth with my phone. Yeah. They cost enough. They do cost enough. A lot of money. Yeah. yeah. It's funny you say that. So the phones have been very expensive. My boys are playing golf now, as you know. Matter of fact, I'm going today again. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I've gone. I've played I've played more in the last month than I've played, no joke, in the last five years. You'll play 18 holes or nine? Uh, depends on time and how much homework Joseph has. Do you ever play a, a, a number other than nine or 18? Yes. We played, me, the three of us played 14 holes last week. And it was only because uh, Matthew had to go to work and had to be home. So we played as much as we could until yeah. the time we had. But that's, you know, whatever. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go today. Point is, I they both have starter clubs. John, Matthew's got a full set, but they're starter clubs. They're fine. They're okay. But Joseph has like Joseph's my height now, and he's using junior clubs that are small. Like I need to get him clubs. So I took him to Dick's Sporting Goods on Saturday or whatever. I was Friday. Night. I saw Celo there. Maybe it was Friday night. 
You saw CeeLo randomly at Dick's Sporting Yeah, well, Goods? he lives by there. So if someone was in there. Susie was in there. We took a picture, and she was so excited when I said CeeLo's outside. Did you get a photo sure. with you and CeeLo No, this because woman? he was leaving. I walked in. She oh, saw okay. me. Stopped That's me. hilarious. I'm like, oh, CeeLo's outside. I don't know if she went and found him. I don't know. <laughs> Funny, though. Anyway, so we went to Dick's, and part of that was, I figured, all right, we're getting towards October. I was thinking about Christmas. I'm like, we're going to get him golf. We'll get him a set of real clubs for Christmas. So easy. We know what we're doing. Fantastic. I love uh, oh, knowing a Christmas gift that early in the season. Tremendous. Oh, oh Like, we already know. Matthew's getting a new driver for his birthday and irons for Christmas. Awesome. <laughs> So we went in. Now, the last time I bought new clubs, no joke, and this goes to show how little I've played, I want to say I bought my Callaway irons and my wood and the driver and everything. I want to say it was 2012. So I've had these for a long time, but they're like still brand new because I never play. So I'm like, all right. I remember I got them for 400 bucks, like 380 or something. So we go into Dick's. What do you think I said? Now, mine was the driver, the three wood, and all the irons. What do you think a set of good irons cost these days? Mm. And I know you're not a golfer, yeah. but I'm trying to give you perspective. Ten years ago, not a hundred years ago, five fifty. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was. I told Kim we're probably talking like six hundred bucks for a decent set. Al, the clubs were a thousand dollars for just irons. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I brought him because I wanted to show him. I wanted to see if there's anything he was interested in. And I had him pick up a couple. And hard because he's lefty and most of the clubs were righty. But still, I'm like, uh, how much? And I talked to the guy. I'm like, are these all like $1,000? He goes, well, no. He goes, these new calories are $1,400. i am like, whoa. I'm like, no, no. I mean, I'm going the other Man. way. And then he did show me some beginner sets that are in the five. But they're like brands I never heard of. I'm like, I'm not spending $1,000 on irons. I No chance. And how much is a good driver? 500 Just for the driver. Yeah. I'm, I walked out of there. Like, we started this podcast. What world are we living in? It's like money is like bread. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Everything's very pricey, Jerry. Like, think about this, Al. $1,000 for a gift for one set of irons is like... Someone who makes $85,000 a year and burning an entire after-tax paycheck. That's nuts. Yeah. Oh. Right. For And that's for a week, by the way. Not two weeks. I mean, What? Yeah. For a partial set of clubs. Right. It you doesn't even include the, the driver and the three wood or the putter. Well, that probably gives you a crappy putter, but. They do, right? So you got to buy a specialty driver, a specialty putter. Depends on the set you buy. You can buy a set that's got everything in yeah. it. Like Matthew's got an, like a cheap top flight set. They're perfect. They were a couple hundred bucks, $300. He's got all the clubs. He's just learning how to play, so it's fine. But Joseph, it needs clubs just because they're too short for him now. So I, I got to get him new clubs. But I am not spending $800 on irons. I like that you're already thinking about Christmas gifts. That's the way to do it, Jerry. Only because Matthew's birthday is coming in, coming up in October. So we're trying to figure out what do we do now and then then and I'm like, well, Joseph's easy. We got to get him the clubs. But now I'm like, I, I don't know. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of cash. It's a lot of money. You got to get the family to do the chip in. No, I don't. We used do to do I the do chip. Not, I don't do that. Me and my sisters used to do the chip with certain things. Then we got to a certain age. I was like, I'm not comfortable doing the chip anymore. Forty four. <laughs> yeah. Once <laughs> I hit my forties, years, I like, this, this just feels uncomfortable. 
doing I think the if, chair. I think if siblings do it for mom and dad, I think that's fine. Yeah, if it's a big item. Even now, it's fine. It is. But as parents, what do you think? I'm going to ask my sister or my brother or my parents, could you chip in on the... No. We're getting uh, Joseph this stuff. Go. We're no. doing a little chip situation. I, I will handle it. It's fine. But it's just, I don't know. Like, I shake my head. Like, where are we going with this financially? Yeah. Where are we going? It is just bizarre. Mm-hmm. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. Saw something very strange online yesterday. You know, I follow these uh, food people online. I follow people that are like mm-hmm. healthy food ingredients. Yeah. This is what I look for. So all of these people are against the seed oils. We, mm-hmm. you know, Eddie mocks me for that, but they're all against seed oil. So when you're cooking, they like you to cook, you know, with regular butter or with olive oil. Is coconut oil a good one? Coconut oil, olive oil, avocado oil. Okay. Those are the only acceptable ones to these people. Plus regular butter or like a beef tallow. Okay. Which is what uh, McDonald's used to use to make their French fries in until right. they decided they were going to go to cheaper seed mm-hmm. oils. So I see a lot of people with the beef tallow as well. All good. I saw the most ridiculous thing yesterday, a guy pushing. And you can buy this in jars. Where you can get this, I'm not sure. I haven't seen it in the stores, but I haven't looked. Camel hump fat. Yeah, it's stupid. this guy's like, uh, I'm making some grass-fed beef, and I'm going to be cooking this in camel hump fat. <laughs> it's got all these nutrients. I was like, I- I'm sorry. I, You're uh, out on that? I have to draw the line somewhere, <laughs> and camel hump fat is <laughs> where I'm doing it. <laughs> I mean, that sounds so ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, so are we chopping these like, where are we getting... Like, what is it? Like, I know for beef, I know we have a whole industry, Jerry, where we raise cows. Yes. We get milk from them. We get meat from them. We move on. I am not aware of a situation where we're doing that with camels. So are you telling me that they're chopping off camel humps and there's a bunch of humpless camels walking around the Middle East, Jerry, or wherever camels live? I don't know. I'm seeing if Amazon sells it. Camel hump fat. It sure does. They do. It sure does. What's a jar cost me? $15. <laughs> I haven't even tried beef tallow yet. Uh, this one, Desert Farms Grass-Fed Camel Ghee Butter, $35. You can have it tonight if you'd like. For $35. Yeah. Just a nice... They only There's only literally, there's only one brand on here. Yeah. And it is the Desert Farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, 200 plus have been bought in the last month. Wow, this guy must be influential who I saw doing this. Desert Farm Butter, keto, pasture-raised, non-GMO, lactose-free, certified <laughs> wow. paleo-clarified butter. Wow. Organic grass-fed ghee butter is what it's called. But it's from camels. It's raw ghee. from. Uh, so this one is camel milk, raw ghee. Camel milk. So you can milk a camel as well? I don't this... know, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> Because this I'm talking about is the camel hump. All right, so the, all right, so now the same place. Real organic cooking camel hump fat. Yeah, that's it. Paleo and keto certified. Uh, quickly melting, use for fry, high smoke point, 31 fatty acids and gluten-free. Oh, yeah. Made in the USA. Oh, finally we're making something here, Jerry. Where are camels in the USA? I don't know. So uh, I'm not so sure about this now. No, I'm not so sure about it either. And that's what I'm asking. Like, does... Once you take a camel's hump, that's not growing back. It's it, it's is a, it? I don't think so. It supports healthy joints, brain function, and bone support. Hmm. 
It looks disgusting. It does look disgusting. $15 for 14 ounces. And there's a video with the camels that are walking around. Unless they don't chop off the camel's hump and they go in there with like a big needle and suck it out. And then how do you get camel hump fat? <laughs> Let's see. Good question, Jerry. Uh, how do they, first thing that comes up, how do they get it? Yeah. Because uh, maybe they just suck it out with an injection and then oh. the camel's body grows back more hump fat. This can't be real. That's what I hope. This has got to be wrong. Because I don't want to be chopping off camel humps. Yeah. It says, then the camel goes completely limp and flop, <laughs> flop over on the side. Yeah. Uh, now, since we know that fat is what makes up the hump instead of water, they got, I, I don't know what the hell Right, is. we used to think water, that those camel humps were filled with water because they uh, were walking around the desert. We thought that's where they were storing water in their bodies. Okay, this is bizarre. But now it's camel hump fat, and we need it. Yeah, okay. Boy, animals must be just like, could you leave us alone? You're yeah, you think? You're taking our milk. You're stealing our eggs. And now we're eating camels. We're taking the humps <laughs> off of camels. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. And you can't eat romaine lettuce. Right, because that will have <laughs> fecal matter in it. I mean, the animals at some point have got to be like, what are you humans doing to us? And why? Do- I see you're leaving dogs and cats alone. <laughs> <laughs> Only in certain countries. <laughs> yeah, in this one. But, like, how do we get into the dog and cat category? I, I agree. They want to be domesticated. Because it's weird if you go to a restaurant and some of the bougier, weirder restaurants. weird things yeah, on Yeah, like um, rabbit. Ostrich eggs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I even know. saw in Whole Foods they have duck eggs. Ugh. Like, I, And again, I'm eating chicken eggs, so, but we're used to that. But I can't imagine eating a duck egg. I guess if you didn't know what it was and it was served to you and you ate it, you might like it. It's more a matter of getting past knowing what it is. Yeah. You know, you grow up eating stuff that your parents give you before you really can form a thought. Yes. It's just a matter of what your taste buds tell you. Yes. Maybe you grew up in a family that ate grasshopper legs. Uh, who knows? I, I don't know. Or frog's legs. I mean, everything you do really does start in the home at a young age. Right, and whatever your culture is growing yeah. up in your country. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It just doesn't seem like in the 1970s I could have went to the store and got camel hump fat. I feel like that's a I new thing. I don't think in the year 2010 you could have gone right. to the, score, the store and gotten camel Right, because we're fat. 13 years from then. We're progressing rapidly, yeah. even in the nutrition area now. Uh, camel foot toe fungus. At some point they're going to tell us grilled chicken is bad for us. Yes. You know that's coming. Oh, yeah. So, well, they already tell you that the if you don't get organic pasture raised chicken, then I, the chicken's bad for you. I, I get, listen, I, again, I can't go zero to one hundred. I got to get to the thirty-five mile an hour speed limit first. Yeah. Let me know when you get to camel hump fat. That's going to be start, when I get to one thirty. And you start <laughs> when you start getting it to one thirty. What miles an hour? Oh, right now I'm sitting in the twenty-five mile an okay. hour range. So we can't expect you to camel hump fat. No, I'm I'm still good with the Greek yogurt and uh, nice. Things of that nature. Yeah. I might, maybe one day I'll, if I see it in the store, I'll get it and do a Jordan video. on Amazon. You'll have it tomorrow. Camel. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's 14 bucks. And it's going to just be sitting on my hot porch until I get it? It's going to be in some warehouse, this uh, camel home fat? Well, what do you think? When you go to the store, how do you think? Yeah, I never think, think about that. Do you think it's like I dream of Genie and it's right there? Yeah, I always think like, like things that need to be frozen or refrigerated are always frozen. And they're not. You know how many times not. you know how many times people the liquor store is funny back in the day because people would come in 
and they would say, um, need a case of Coors Light? Yeah, sure. But I need it cold. I'm like, okay, you're going to have it today? Well, no, 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 because it's going to go right in the refrigerator. I don't want warm beer that's going to go cold or vice versa. I don't want to get it cold because it's going to go warm. And I used to, I would sit there and think, do you guys understand how many times, you idiot, <laughs> that these cases of beer have gone in a warehouse and have sat there for days and days. Then they're thrown into a cooling refrigerated truck that then come into the store, sometimes ice cold, but we don't have enough storage space in the refrigerator. And guess where you put them? Right out on the floor. <laughs> they go from warm to cold to yeah. warm. Now, I know beer can skunk, no doubt. I'm not saying it can't. But if you idiots had any idea how often that beer goes from room temperature to cold to room temperature to hot, then cold, and then you're sitting there wondering about how you're buying it now, right? you're going to be fine. You're right. And I do think about that sometimes with, like, chicken and yes, so do I. Uh, milk. Yes. Because you know, even with the best intentions of a place delivering chicken has a refrigerated mm-hmm. truck, if they got to make deliveries and the refrigerator breaks... It's still going out. Yes, it is. It probably is. Probably is. I'm telling you, I used to work at the supermarket overnight. Oh, yeah. The things I would see there. <sighs> when the overnight shipments would come in. This is a bad one, but it's funny. And it's also 30 years ago now, yes. so who cares? Not even the overnight shipments. So you remember, you could still get like torpedo rolls. <laughs> so if you go to a supermarket and you go to the bakery area and you would have, you know, the little tongs. To, oh, yes. To grab the rolls. Of yeah. The trusting tongs. So we used to have torpedo rolls that after one day would get put into the, the next day you'd get them for half price. Maybe even less. Maybe even less. Maybe you get them for 70% off. We used to have a football toss competition with the torpedo rolls. And if we didn't drop them where they would get, they'd go back in the bin. Yeah. This is the thing. When you work in different places, <laughs> terrible, and you think, like my father worked at the airport, yeah. I am sure he saw some crazy oh, things every day. Where he'd be like, people saw this, they wouldn't go down an airplane. Yeah, yeah. no matter what, you know, doctors must, you know, uh, people who work in hospitals must see like crazy things. Hundred percent. You're throwing torpedo rolls around <laughs> and then putting them in the fifty percent off. And bin. then we were putting them back. Yeah, and by, by seven a.m. <laughs> when the morning. When the bakery staff would come yeah. in at 5 a.m., whatever was still in the bins, they would put in the plastic things, put the little tie around it, and boom, they would put the little sticker on that 50, 70% off whatever. Meantime, we just like to end touch. Yeah, you'd be like, I just scored a touchdown with that torpedo roll. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't every night, but I, that did happen from time sure. to time. Yeah, we don't think about that. And best no, we don't think about that it. You shouldn't think about it. Absolutely. Because if that's the worst we were doing, then we're all right. Right. It's not like, hey, we were taking these torpedo rolls and putting them in our butts. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on. No, nothing like that. No, Stop okay, it. good. And even like the frozen food. That frozen food would come out of the would come out of the truck. And if it was delivered at 11 p.m., which a lot of that stuff would be delivered between 10 and 11, the guy would take it and they would load it into the back room and then we would go and we would have to set it in place for where it would get put down. You know how many times like ice cream or f- even frozen chicken or anything would sit on the pallet from 10 th- in the aisle from 1030 until you finally got around to that aisle at 4 a.m. Everything's completely defrosted, but you just put it in the freezer and it is what it is. And you think, oh, I'm getting frozen food. i got to hurry and get it home before it defrosts. Yeah. No, no, you're good. It's probably been defrosted <laughs> 17 times already. 
I appreciate that your store would do most of that stuff in the middle of the night because yeah. I hate going to like Whole Foods or something and they're stocking shelves Horrible. when I'm trying to yes. shop. Horrible. Because it takes up a lot of space. Yes, a lot I, of space. I agree. Every time I go to the supermarket, they're putting bananas out. Every time. Mm. And I'm trying to get it. Jerry, I have to examine my bananas. Not if you go to Dearborn. Perfectly ripe, ready to go. That's good. All the good time. Good for them. Yeah. Right, let's do the warm-up. Be okay. back here tomorrow on a Thursday, Jerry. So? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, campers! Al and Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. We roll on a Wednesday with the Eddie Scazzeri. Nice to see you, as always. Across from me, handsome as always, is Al David Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. I was happy to wake up this morning and not see any bad news. Like, no, like, all the news uh, was good, actually. Yeah, you know, I woke up uh, Monday morning, and it was uh, the Giants lost 40 to nothing. I woke yeah. up Tuesday morning. Aaron Rodgers destroyed his Achilles yeah. tendon. I woke up Wednesday morning. And you find out the Yankees swept a doubleheader. Okay, if you say so, Jerry. (laughs) I say so. I'm not paying any attention to the Mets or Yankees right now because we're in the football season, and those two two teams ruined our summer. Does seven with 17 to go mean anything to you, Al? Well, I guess that's what happened to the Mets, right? That's where the Yankees are right now. All right. Seven out with 17 to go. (laughs) All right, so I still have to pay attention a little bit. Mildly. Mildly. Yeah. Like if they go on a little run here, they win Correct. three games in a row or something. Now I'm now I'm interested well, they, again. They just swept a doubleheader and they have won three in a row. So now pay attention. <laughs> That's what you're well, saying. Well, you could do what you want. I don't know. No, I like just... to pay attention to that sort of stuff, Jerry. But I don't want to be disappointed again. Sports has been disappointing me. I don't want to get caught up in a seven uh, games with seventeen to go with the Yankees. I and, understand. And then I get disappointed again. Yeah. I got to tell you though, I had the radio station on yesterday, Jerry. Yeah. I was very curious of uh, the various hosts and what they were going to say. And in particular, I was like, ooh, Joe Beningo is going to be on with uh, Evan and Tiki at 4 o'clock. Yeah. I was shocked. I heard a hopeful man on the phone. I think he had the most sane take of almost anybody. Very sane. Yeah. And I think we get that, like, when uh, Aaron Rodgers went down, 
uh, my timelines on my various social medias was all like, what? Oh, my gosh. What is Joe Beningo going to do? He he was very, sounded like a very reasonable man yesterday. Joe, how you feeling right now? Good. I feel real good, man. I'm pumped up. <laughs> what? That was yesterday. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I know. Now, I was with Joe last week. Okay. Um, or two weeks ago, whatever it was, and he did the three days with me, and he's very amped up for the season, very into the Aaron Rodgers thing. But he, the one thing he kept talking about over and over again was how good this team was top to bottom. And I do happen to agree with his take. I like Rob Sala. He's like, why is everybody writing our obituary? Like, we've got a championship-level defense. We've got great skill players. Now, I'd have to check this. He's probably right, because I know the Jets at one point were 7-3. and three, But at one point, he goes yesterday, he goes, everybody seems to be forgetting Zach Wilson was our quarterback last year through six games, and we were 5-1. and one. He goes, why, why can't we win a lot of games? He's not wrong. Yeah, I guess we've just all expected, like, this crazy lunatic rant from uh, Joe Beninga. Yeah, well, you got it from Brandon. In it, but it was a positive lunatic rant. It was. I have that queued up for you here, Jerry, yeah. because I was so disturbed to seeing the visual on this <laughs> because uh, Brandon went crazy yes. about the Jets yeah. and not wanting to be written off. Yes. And Sal's face. And this Sal's a man who will scream like a crazy person. Sal? So the fact that Sal was looking like, what am I doing here? Right. Listen to this. Yeah. Can you pop me up there? And four plays in, he's done. He's done. Do not tell me today that the season is over. Get up. <laughs> Stop walking around work like a loser. <laughs> Get your act together. We're playing until January. <laughs> there is no way that I'm tapping out now. No chance. If you didn't kill us last night, we are unkillable. I have Zach's back. Is that a breath? I'm not saying yeah. Super Bowl, but I am saying playoffs with Zach. And I, I think the season, in fact, might be over, BT. I had to break it. Yeah, uh, listen, that's fine. <laughs> Tremendous. I thought it was great because... He is, he's actually been maybe the one and only person through all of this that has believed that Zach Wilson will be a good player in this league at some point. And so for him to stand up and get himself, get his cardio in. <laughs> he did. And be out of breath. Um, he is standing tall with Zach Wilson. Unbelievable. I wonder if this uh, narrative changes if they... Get if shellacked he, on Sunday? Yeah, which is really I think kinda, it de- I think it depends on how he plays. But yeah. more importantly... I actually think it depends on how the defense plays. So let's say let's say Zach Wilson does not play well Sunday and the Cowboys beat the Jets 10-3. And the defense, I mean, given Dak and the Cowboy offense fits all day, the one thing I would take out of that is, all right, we know the quarterback's a little bit of an issue. He's not there yet, but that was the Cowboys' defense. You saw what they did to the Giants. The Jet defense has bought in, and they gave you everything. Okay, fine. Now it's on to the next game. Let's go win the next game. If they go out there and lose 40 to nothing, which is not going to – I do not – I said this about the Giant game too. I don't see that any way, shape, or form. But if they lost 40 to nothing on Sunday and the defense looks like mid-second quarter, 
they've not quit, but mm, not quite the same, maybe then I'd be concerned. Right. Very concerned because all of a sudden that's permeating through the locker room that the season's feels like it's over. Right. Yeah, I feel like the Jets can certainly hang in there even if Zach Wilson throws for 120 yards. I do too. Right? I mean, they've got, you know, it's so funny. If I gave you the Jet defense and Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard and Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, and I'm mentioning all these guys, you're like, God, that's a damn good team. I Yes, he's not Fran Tarkin. We know that. But just go manage the game and you can win a lot. I really think they can win a lot of games still. Who are your favorite game managers, Jerry? I hate that word. Oh. I do. I hate because it's not. I always think of like Super Bowl wise, you know, you had Trent Dilfer, of course. I know, I know. For my Buccaneers, Mr. Brad Johnson. Yeah, but they still had to make throws and they still had to make plays. Right, but they only had to make a couple. Well, that's it. They had to make you got it, but you still have to make the throw when you gotta make the throw. Right. And just because you're not asking your quarterback in this day and age to throw the ball 45 times in a like if Zach if you limit Zach Wilson's throws to let's say 28 to 30 throws in a game, are you going to call him a game manager? Last time I checked, the guys in the 80s and 90s were throwing the ball 25 times a game, and we think some of them are the. I mean, what was the what was the stat, uh, Eddie? How many times did what's his name Brian Greasy. Greasy throw in the Super Bowl? Eight times? Yeah, seven times. Right, and we <laughs> do we think of him as a game manager? No, we think of him as an MVP NFL uh, Hall of Famer. I mean, Troy Aikman had Emmitt Smith run the ball 35 times a game. Do we think of Troy Aikman as a game manager? We do not. I don't. So I I understand where that thinking comes from, but I don't like it. What was the other weird thing with uh, Joe Beningo yesterday with uh, Evan and Tiki when uh, they were talking about, like, w- what quarterback could you bring in, not as a starter, but yeah. as a backup, and somebody threw out the name Chad Henney. Chad Henney? And Joe B goes, yeah, I like that. I could... And Well, wait, was he the one with Kansas City yes. last year? That's right. He was the one when uh, Patrick Mahomes was right. limping off the yep. field. Went he in. Drove them down, and they scored. That's right. At first, I was thinking he was—he'd uh, been out of the game for a little while. And then it yeah. hit me; he was the one that took over for that one series in Kansas City in a big spot. Yeah, and did a oh, nice very job. Very big spot. Yeah, did a nice playoff job. spot. Did they ask him about Tom Brady? Um, I don't think so. I was just curious to see how we would react to that because I think at that point everyone had decided that Tom Brady's part yeah, owner of the Raid, the Raid is not happy, and he ain't coming. I was just curious the reaction. Yeah. I, I I do not recall that. I did see though. Online, of course. People pushing Colin Kaepernick again. Go away, everyone. Isn't Colin Kaepernick like 35 now? He's got to be. He hasn't taken a snap since 2016. Yeah. We're Seven, in 2023, I believe. That's Jerry. a long time ago. A long time ago. Mm. I did not see any of that. That's Stop it with the Colin Kaepernick. Well, I don't think you're going to have to worry about that. I mean, he's you don't not. think so? No, if you're the Jets, you got to go out there and get a guy who's who's been in the league in the last five years, or I don't know, last year, right? I mean, last the game, year would be nice. Jerry. Think about how much or the, this year in just the seven years, yeah, or eight years, whatever it is. Think about how much the game has changed. So you'd be bringing in a guy who hasn't seen. He might be in shape and everything. I have no idea, and he might still be able to throw it, but he hasn't seen this game. It's I think it's very different from seven years ago. Yeah, the rules are different. The speed's different. What about I saw RG three on ESPN yesterday? He, I know, I know what you're going to say. I he heard wants this. the job. No, he doesn't want the he job. He does. As what? Quarterback for who? The Jets. When? Now. Why? He could still play. No, he can't. That's why he's on ESPN. He said, 
that he had been approached by a number of teams who said, we would bring you in as a backup, but it would be a distraction. He doesn't think he'd be a distraction in New York, and he could still play, Jerry. He wants to play. He wants to come out of the booth and onto the field. RG3. This is a great question. All right. If I asked you right now, because I I don't know the answer either. All right. How old is he? He is 34. 33. Oh. You nailed it. Nice. It feels like he played 20 years ago. (laughs) I know. Doesn't it? Yeah. And not for long. Like, for whatever reason, the... It feels like, to me, he had a disappointing NFL career. Well, he got hurt. That, oh, is that the problem? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can't have that, then. He, had a, he got hurt, and then things kind of fell apart from there for him. His first two seasons in Washington, yeah. he started 15 and 13 games. I, and I forgot. That's right. He finished with Baltimore the last uh, his last three years. So his last season was the pandemic year of 2020. Wow. So he hasn't played in three no, years. No, that's, yeah, it's, it's too long. I don't think you have to worry about anybody signing him. I need a guy who was in camp at the very least this year. I'm going to ask you a question. All right. All right. Now, I know you're great with the 80s sports. Yes. This is going to be the 20 teens. 20 teens, okay. Drafted by Washington. Three seasons there, and then to end it, three seasons with Baltimore. He played for one team in between those two stops. I don't think I would have I would have needed all 30 other teams to figure this out. Do you remember the other team he played for? And now keep in mind. This RG3, is, you're saying? Yes. I think the, I do. 2016, and he actually made five starts. So you're, you're giving me Washington and Baltimore. Yeah, that book ended his career. Three okay. with Washington, so three with Baltimore, and he was in one city for one year. I, I, I recall him being on the Browns. Yes. Yeah, five games that he started with the Browns. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, I, I do vaguely remember that. In five games, he threw two touchdown passes and threw three interceptions. In five games. What year? When he came out, who was the other quarterback that came out with him that everyone wasn't was it? Ex- Kirk Cousins? The, the, I feel wasn't like, it Eddie? Eddie wasn't. It was RG three in a second. Weren't they both drafted the same? Uh, oh, it was Kirk Cousins. I think he was the first round pick, and I think Cousins was a fourth round pick. I thought there was someone. I you thought, might be right. I, I thought there wrong. was a, a thing. Remember with uh, Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf, where it was like, "Who do you take, Peyton?" Oh, Andrew Luck, I believe. Oh, I thought you were okay. I thought you were talking about who they drafted him with. No, no, no. Yes, Andrew Luck won RG three two. I want to see if the fourth round was Kirk Cousins to Washington. I, oh, I see what you're saying. They drafted two quarterbacks. I that, think they did. You're I, right again. You I could be correct. very. Well, am I? Yeah, I recall that. Yes, fourth round pick. Kirk Cousins goes to Washington. Bizarre, because Kirk Cousins at Michigan State was a really good quarterback, and then you get picked in the same draft by the same team that just took a. The second overall pick, at right. quarterback. And I believe that came up in that quarterback documentary when he was talking about Did his it? career. Yeah. I don't remember. Interesting. Jerry, don't walk around like some sort of loser at work today. Could you tell me? Oh, boy, I couldn't do this. Could you name? Mm-hmm. I can. Okay. In two notes. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Luck and, Gr- and RG3 go 1-2. Yes. This is what I will say is the goofiness about the NFL draft. And I'm not saying they were bad players, but if you draft a guy seventh overall, I'm just throwing that out there, you would think that that would turn out to be a stud, would you not? You, he better be a stud okay. if you're wasting a pick there. All right, so fit, so fair to say if you think it's seven, you should be drafting a stud that's going to be around for 15 years. I'm going to ask you to name one other player that went top 10. In that draft? Yes. I I can't. I can't now, there's a couple one. good ones. No, fair enough. 
Now, I couldn't either I because I'm bad with the drafts. So you tell me if these guys turned into franchise players. All right. Number three, the third overall pick in this draft was Trent Richardson to the Browns, a running back. No. Hall of Fame? <laughs> he is not. Okay. Number four, and I do believe, uh, let's see here, uh, Matt Khalil, tackle to Minnesota. Okay, fine. It's a lineman. Got it. Justin Blackman, wide receiver to the Jaguars at five. Nope. Has not turned out to be a stud. No. This one is fascinating to me because I even forgot he was on the Cowboys. At number six, the Cowboys took Morris Claiborne. Huh? Yeah. Six overall. Yeah, weird. Uh-huh. Um, number seven, your Buccaneers took Mark Barron. Don't even know who that is. Okay. Number eight. Now, at least this guy's still playing, although he was being mocked by the broadcast crew on Sunday for throwing a million interceptions. Ryan Tannehill to the Dolphins at number eight. He's number, lasted. Number nine, he, this guy was a good player for sure. Uh, Luke Keekley, he went to the Panthers. And number 10, good pick by the Bills. He's now on the Cowboys, Stephon Gilmore. But it's amazing when you look at look at how many of these guys don't pan out right. at all. And we always think it's just the quarterbacks who sometimes no. fail. No, no, no. So many of these guys turn out to be nothing. I forget where this guy is playing, but I did see him on NFL Red Zone this week. And uh, Larry Tunsil. Yeah, Laramie Tunsil. Larry, and all I think isn't about with, um, is the gas mask of weed. Isn't he with Houston now? <laughs> I don't. I think he's on another team now. Is he? Yeah, I, because I, I saw him and I was like, that's, I, you know, I still, that's all I think about when I see that guy. Yeah. Well, is that, his gas mask of weed. And that was one of the, um, you say, <laughs> otter things that you would ever, that you would ever <laughs> see. He had a gas mask on. Feeding weed. He is smoking feeding. weed through a gas mask yeah. attached to a bong. Attached to a bong is right. Boomer, uh, thank you. After being traded by Miami, he's been in Houston now. This is his one, two, three, four, sixth season in Houston. Oh, still there. Okay, yeah. that's right. I did see him then. So, so, yes, you're on correct. the red zone. Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> Unbelievable, He right? could be a really solid player. All I'm going to think about is him putting a gas mask full of weed he's, attached to a bong. He is. He's an offensive tackle. Yeah. And a weed smoker with a bong and a mask. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're just getting started. 517, nice to have you with us on this football Wednesday. What else would we call it? It is Alan Jerry till Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 after 5, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. What is up? Good morning to you, as some would say, as uh, Jerry Jones has uh, made it clear he'd like to wish everybody a good morning, as he did yesterday in Dallas. Good morning. Yes. I did see he commented on playing the Jets this week without Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I unfortunately, so I just downloaded that before we came in. Hopefully I'll have that by 9. Oh, 9 o'clock. <laughs> All right, well, let me give you what he uh, the, the one that's making the rounds. Uh, uh, Jerry Jones, what is he on the fan down yes, there? Yes, every uh, every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, he was talking about playing the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Now, and he said they're loaded across the board. This will be a tough game, one way or the other. Jerry, it will be. I agree. Yeah, because that Jet defense better punch them right in the mouth. Well, Jerry. that's how they would win the game, I think. Yeah, 
You're going to have to turn over Dak, pick him off like they did Josh Allen the other day, force a fumble or two, give Zach Wilson and that offense a couple of short fields. And, yeah, I mean, I, this is no gimme. For, I, I'm I'm laughing at all the people, you know, listening to this station a little bit that I did yesterday and, and driving in with McMonagall. You know, all these people calling up saying, oh, God, the Jets are going to be one and one. They're going to get steamrolled by the Cowboys Sunday. Yeah, I understand the Cowboys won 40 to nothing on. But as we've talked about, that was a just barrage of misfortune for the Giants. Good morning. Yes. Mm. I do not see anything close to that on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and it's it's funny. The NFL is just what you – we still haven't learned that what you expect doesn't always happen. And of course not. It's every sport now. Every sport. Why? Yes. How many years, Jerry, Because it's not need? Madden. That's why. No, but I'm saying, like, how many years does it have to happen for us to finally catch on to not assume – like, right now, in my head, I've got the Giants beating the Cardinals and losing to the Niners. Because it's not logical. That's why. Right. Because logically, the Giants were a playoff team last year. The Cardinals, by many accounts, want the number one pick next year. So it would make no sense for the Giants to go in and lose this game. But the the thing you forget, which I think we saw in Washington this past Sunday, you still got 50-something guys that are on that roster that are trying to win a game. And they're still pretty damn talented. Right. We could have the Giants go lose to the Cardinals and then... Beat up the Niners. Yeah, on that, a short no, they're week not. They're not going to beat the Niners in San Fran. That's not happening. We don't know that, Jerry. Um, I'm pretty close to knowing that. That's why they play the game. Since you mentioned uh, Jerry Jones, yeah, I want to play a couple of Michael Michael Parsons for you. Good morning, Jerry. This is not going to go well for him, and I'll tell you why. All right. There's nothing wrong with what he's doing. So yesterday was, I guess, uh, Monday because I played the clip about Daniel Jones yesterday. So I guess he did it on Monday, episode one. So this is new for him, I guess, is the Edge podcast. That's what he's calling the it. The Edge. Yes. And it's a Bleacher Report thing. And so I'm thinking, oh, we maybe did 10 minutes and gave his thoughts on the game. That's what I thought it was. So I went and got the whole podcast today. Al, it's 45 minutes. He is taking fan questions. And he spends 40 minutes talking about the league. Other players, other teams, and I don't. I think he's doing it as a football fan, and I don't think what he's doing is bad. But he's going to say something that's going to come out wrong, and he's going to piss a lot of people off. So, and this doesn't. I don't. This would probably piss Brian Dable off, but that would be it. Does so he this, have a co-host? No. Oh, it's just him. Talking? It's just him. So he's just sitting there in what looks like a cowboy-themed room, color-wise, and then he's got a Max Crosby jersey hanging, and I forget who else. He's got two other ones. I don't remember which two, but there are two other jerseys that are hanging. Maybe a – no, it's not a J.J. Watt one. I forget, but whatever. I know Max Crosby's right in the middle. So he's just sitting there talking, and it looks like every now and again he looks down at his notes, but he's not reading. Like, he is just talking. So at one point, the question comes up, did the Bengals bench Joe Burrow on Sunday? And he's like, great question. No, he goes, the Bengals, the game was over. The weather was terrible. The Bengals were doing right by Joe Burrow. Get him the hell out of there. To when, to then he, now keep in mind, the way this whole podcast started, he was talking a lot about Daniel Jones being a really good quarterback who had a bad night and looking at last season and the playoffs and the blah, 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 blah. And the Giants are a good team and should be a playoff team. Couldn't have been more complimentary about the Giants. So when doing the Burrow thing, this is 30 minutes later, he comes back to Jones and the Giants and the fact that Jones was still playing in the fourth quarter, getting blitzed in a driving rainstorm, 
And he had these things to say. I thought they should have protected him and pulled him out. And barring injury, their season would be over without Daniel Jones. Okay, and then it would continue saying they kind of did him wrong. I do not agree with Daniel Jones staying out there into that last drive. That was, I thought that was wrong. I thought it was deceiving. Deceiving? (laughs) They're deceiving their own quarterback? And then the last one, he's like, what were they doing? That's your franchise quarterback, and he's out there with the backup offensive line still getting sacked and hit. I I just didn't understand. Maybe it was a, you know, prove-it moment by the Giants. I have no idea. A learning lesson. Who knows? But I thought Daniel Jones should have got pulled out. And I don't disagree with him, but it's weird for me to hear another player on a different team talk so openly about the way another team is doing business. Right, especially when you're going to play them again later on in the year. Yeah, and he's got the one thing that was very clear. He's got Daniel Jones's back. He thinks he's a really good player, and his comments come from a place of, you're going to get him killed. Why would he be out there? But if you're the Giants, I would be thinking, how about you worry about your own team and shut your face? Yeah, shut your mouth. But I, I don't know. It's just, And if he's going to, if you zip through the way the podcast is on YouTube, you can move it and it will tell you what he's talking about. Yeah. So like one, and he didn't go there, but I guess someone asked him online, most over, not overrated, overhyped teams so far to where week eight, he might answer that question. His reply was essentially, it's week one, who knows? But he's taken the questions and, like, commenting on a lot going on in the league. Yeah, this is the new thing, I think, that podcasts are starting to do since there are so many podcasts and they're so long. Like, we put out podcasts all day long here from the radio station. And I keep hearing this uh, promo that runs during uh, Evan and Tiki on the stream. It's a pod- I think it's a Mike Valenti podcast, one of the podcasts he does. And he goes, it's a, it's a betting podcast. So he's like, we're going to go through all the games. Now, do you want to sit there for two and a half hours? No. And listen? But on the timeline on the podcast, you could zip to the games yeah. you're interested in. That's a very interesting I think it's great. thing to do these days. Like one of the things especially with this one, if you go to the end, he had a Jet Cowboy preview. I'm like, awesome, I'm going to get some good sound. The problem is he's talking about how do we defend Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. We're playing the the best of my generation. If you take Brady out of the you know, one and two, and I'm like, I can't use any of this now. Right, it's all outdated. Yeah, he was talking about, and the one thing that comes across very clearly is he loves the game, and he is a football nut like, he was counting down the time to Monday Night Football. I couldn't wait for Jets' bills. But that's... Is that the dude who wears number seven on the Cowboys? Uh, Michael Parsons is 11. 11. I get I get a seven. Seven is Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, I get seven and 11 yeah. confused. Yeah, I hate that they were those numbers. <laughs> Me but too. Yes, I want 24 Everson Walls. <laughs> so weird. What's weird is when I see, and I forget who it is now, I'm blanking out, number 20. I see Ron Springs. Yes. It's so strange to me how those numbers still pop in my head like I was a kid. I think there's a guy wearing 33 on the Cowboys playing defense. There is. Um, oh, come on. Is that Malik Hooker? I don't or is know. he 28? It's just weird uh, to see the, the the classics from when you're a kid. Whatever those numbers were, yeah. that's what those numbers will always be. Yeah. there's And there's for the Cowboys, there's a lot of them. Like, if I, if I go to you right now without thinking, 54. Randy White. 72. Two Tall Jones. 77. Harvey Martin. Or Jim Jeff. Uh, Harvey Martin was 78. Oh, 
Jim Jeffcoat was 77. Okay. Or yeah, 79. I'm sorry. Yeah, Harvey Martin. 79. Was John Dutton 78? Remember big John Dutton? I don't remember him. Like 24 is Everson Walls. 20 was Ron Springs. 11 was Danny White. It's just, they just pop. 44. They, 44 on the Cowboys. Ooh, that's Robert a good Newhouse. Oh, good one. Look at you. <laughs> that's a good one. That one doesn't, that one for whatever reason doesn't register with me. That is funny. But yeah, so like seeing all these numbers and now when you see them, like these offensive numbers on defense. Yeah, that's throwing me off. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. That and the number zero that some guys are wearing this yes. year, that's throwing me Didn't off. Didn't the Jets too. have a guy wearing zero last night? I don't know. I feel like there was a guy on the Jets wearing zero. Yeah. There's a couple there's only a handful of players in the league, they said, that, yeah. that are wearing zero, but that's just a strange one to see. It is odd. That is very true. I want it I want my defensive guys to wear the numbers they used to wear and my offensive yeah. guys to wear their numbers. Well, even like Brandon Cooks is wearing number three. Yeah. Eh. It's, and not, like, not, when I see number one, like somebody wearing a one. Raphael Septien. Yeah, those were kickers. Who was a creep, as it turned out. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew <laughs> right. at the time? <laughs> he was like dating underage girls or something. Uh, something like that, Something yes. like that, yeah. You know what's funny, too, when I think about cowboy kickers, I, I don't know why this is. I think Raphael Septien immediately, and then I think Roger Ruzek. I don't, I don't recall No, yes, you do. Yeah, you probably Roger do. Roger Ruzek? Yeah, Roger Ruzek, yes. I... <laughs> He probably wasn't even there that long, but he sticks out for some reason as a cowboy kicker. Uh, quick break, yes? Yes, Jerry. All right, we got a lot more to do, including, um, I don't know, whatever Al's got on his sheet. And I've, then you. I've, I've got yeah. a, I got a couple baseball notes Oh, for you. we got baseball. Are they still playing baseball? They are, but I've got some more interesting notes. The Yankees took two from the Red Sox yesterday at Fenway. All that and more, and then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Casey's mom has got it going on. <laughs> Not Sounds quite. just like it. It's close. It is close. <laughs> Do you know who this is? I don't. L7. Do you remember them? No. They're like a girl band. No. Do I know this song? I don't. We pretend that we're dead. No. Played on alternative radio for a little while. Was it on 92.3? I'm not sure. I don't know where I know this from. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard this. I saw a skunk by the ocean today. Okay. Was it dead or was it no, alive? No, it was walking around. I didn't think well, skunks. What goes on down by your place? I don't know. With foxes, the skunks, you got uh, birds that are basically dropping from the sky and attacking you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought skunks were like in, like where you live, near woods. I don't live by woods. <laughs> what are you talking well, about? Where are those groundhogs coming from then? I don't know. Yeah. I, my Kim asked the same question yesterday. She's like, you would think we live by, you know, creeks and woods. Yeah, creeks and, and woods. Because we have deer every night on our cameras uh, around the house. We have, like, this family of five deer that cross right, not even on the grass. Like, they're on the walk, like, the walkway to the to the front door. Like, we're waiting for them to sit down and have a sandwich <laughs> right outside. Oh, yeah, start feeding those deer. It's crazy. Yeah, so I, I did not know that uh, skunks hung around by the ocean. Did you get close enough for it to spray you? No, but I'm now going to be concerned about that every time I walk out my I door. Don't blame you. Can skunks be rabid? I guess they can be, right? I think so. This skunk, too, was was all had a lot of, of white. I thought it was okay. even like dispersed. Yeah, maybe it's an older <laughs> skunk. It was large also. Really? Maybe it was yeah. a raccoon. No, it was definitely a skunk. I put my flashlight on it. How close were you? Um, I was a, a couple hundred feet away. Oh, and really your strong flashlight? I have a really strong flashlight. From I carry. a couple? What are you joining, the CIA? <laughs> <laughs> it 
It's dangerous out there, Jerry. We're gonna see. We're gonna see videos of Al. He's gonna have the flashlight on top of the gun <laughs> as he's walking around <laughs> in the dark, just walking my dog. Yeah, because <laughs> my dog's not the smartest. She'll just go up to the skunk and. Yeah, well, like dog, like owner. <laughs> yeah, or you surprised? Like you turn the corner, the skunk there. Skunk doesn't know it well, gets scared. And you're you. going out at such a weird time. Yes, for, whether it's a skunk, a fox, or just a horrific human being, God knows what you're going to encounter. Right. I get all of those. Very dangerous. All of those, and then some, Jerry. But yeah. I carry my pepper spray. I've got my flashlight. I've got nine one. I have nine nine one one. I have nine one. Is dialed. that like you're setting on yeah. two send? <laughs> Speed dial, 911. Yeah. I see something. Say something. I see the Mets are finally hiring this David Stearns guy. I don't yeah. know. Do you, Would you go, if I had to give you buzz, no buzz on this? Uh, somewhere in between. Uh, because I think, so a couple things. One, yeah, he did a nice job in Milwaukee. But as I said to you the other day, last time I checked, they went a damn thing. They won some divisions. They went to the playoffs five years in a row. All good. They were a good team. Never won a World Series. Um, but... Seems to be a really good baseball guy. Can't hurt, you know, and you're looking to kind of figure out what direction this team's going to go in. It's another good baseball mind. So I think the problem with saying it's buzz is that it's been rumored for a year. Yeah, these buzz, no buzz things that have been hanging around for a long time when they finally happen. But I wouldn't say no buzz only from the standpoint of they got it done, they got their guy, now it's time to get rolling here. So I'd say somewhere in the middle. I was also reading that they think this dude's going to bring in the, the Brewers manager. Instead of Buck Showalter. Craig Council? Yeah. Well, a couple things there. I And this was something I read two weeks ago in the Milwaukee Journal-Constitution when I was there for the Pink concert, is that there's rumors that Council could leave, um, be let go, leave, whatever the case may be. But the one reporter said in the article, however, do not expect him to manage in 2024 because it's his kids. I forget if it's high school or college, like senior year. And he wants to step back for one year and go watch his kid play and then expect him to take a job in 2025, which to me made all the sense in the world for the Mets because you got Buck still under contract, 101 wins year one, this year went sideways. All right, you know what? Go show us what you are next year. And if it doesn't go well, we know we got our guy in 2025. That to me makes sense. But who knows? Maybe they blow him out. They give counsel a lot of money. I don't know. I, I, I Who knows? My gosh, could you imagine like, I couldn't imagine if I was in high school and my dad was like, you know what? I'm going to take a year off so I can focus on you. I'd be like, what? Well, he's probably also grown up in the spotlight. <laughs> I don't think it'll affect him as like it would someone that went and batted zero <laughs> for an entire Little League season. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take a year off from Delta because it's your senior year. I don't really focus on you. I'd be like, oh, my God. Now what? Oh my God. I think he what? will appreciate it. Think about how many games his dad has missed. That's true. I, it's funny, driving home from uh, baseball practice last night with Joseph, we were talking about that, that Matthew's finished playing. And, you know, he's going to be in eighth grade, so even his time is at some point soon going to end in the next five years, I would guess. Who knows? Maybe a little longer. But sitting there thinking, like, how many games you've played? And I said, oh, how many do you think I've missed? And we figured he's probably played about 300 games, and I think I've missed four. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good record. Now, Craig Council is a baseball guy. His kid's amazing, and he's probably never there. So right, I get he's always it. on the road. Yeah. So to me, it makes perfect sense that if you can, you would take a year off and go watch your kid play. I think it's great. Then I saw that this Matt Olson, to me, quietly hitting and something, 51 home runs. I think that's very well said. Has quietly hit 51 home runs. Yeah. Tying a Braves uh, record yep. for a single season with uh, Andrew Jones. Mm-hmm. Tied that mark. But I was like, wow, this guy fit. 
we forget about like the in the steroid era, dudes were hitting seventy home runs, sixty yeah. home, runs. but fifty-one home runs now—that's a very impressive number. So yes, hundred percent. The question I would have would be when you talk about those numbers, like when we were kids, if you hit thirty-five home runs, oh my gosh, a thirty home run hitter was a big-time home run hitter. If you had forty, it was like nothing we'd ever seen. One of the uh, YouTube videos that we were watching the other day was biggest conspiracies and scandals in sports. They had Sammy Sosa, the cork bat. They had uh, Barry Bonds. You know, the creator of this piece, what they put as number one, was Major League Baseball buying Rawlings and taking control of the baseball to make it fly farther. Is that right? Which was his theory. Don't know if that's ever been proven or not. Interesting, though, because ever since they bought Rawlings, the home run numbers have been pretty good. How about that one year George Foster hit 52 home runs for the Big Red Machine? Oh, he was juicing. He was on HGH and testosterone. No, and he was a thin dude. Yeah. And how about Henry Aaron never hit 50, but he hit 35 at like every year. Compiler ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hank Aaron, compiler. Yeah. Well, and that's why they'll tell you that Babe Ruth was so amazing. Right. He hit 60 when teams were hitting 50. Teams. Teams were. Yeah. This big old. Meat-eating Babe Ruth. Would you think it would be cool to transport yourself to 1922 yes. to see Babe Ruth? Yeah, I'd, I'd put a uh, suit on and head out yes. to the baseball game. And a cigar. <laughs> or grab my newspaper, a cigar, a suit, and a top hat. I would love to just, like, in person see what it looked like. In color, not in black and oh, white, too. Not in black and white. But just to see what the game was. Yeah, I would, be tra- I would like to transport back to then. Be kind of cool. Everyone seemed nicer, Jerry. Probably. probably you, know, you think there were fistfights in the stands in the yes, Babe Ruth era? I do. You do? Yes. I think there might have been worse. There might have been maulings. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time. Especially if you go around uh, those late 1920s when the stock market crashed. Was a whoosh, oh, my God. People fighting each other in the streets at the Babe Ruth baseball games. Tensions high. Yeah. I can only imagine. A lot of bad drinkers back then as well, Jerry. Uh, yes. And gambling. Gambling was running rampant. Right. And there were no apps to bet on. You had to uh, find an actual guy in the 20s. <laughs> no, th- yes, and he was the same guy that would come break your arm if you didn't pay him back. <laughs> right. Right. That was the thing. If you didn't pay your bets off, you get a broken leg. Or worse. In some cases, you might be found behind a dumpster. Yeah, because you, lo- you know, the brewers lost the game. <laughs> yeah, well, and you bet your life savings on <laughs> right. it. I'll take Gorman Thomas to hit a home run tonight. And think this. Back then, last time I checked, Visa wasn't around yet. So if you did that, your family didn't eat that night. Yeah. You couldn't Venmo uh, your <laughs> no. bookie some cash. No, you could not. I guess you could barter a service for a piece of chicken, I suppose. Jerry, it was so long ago, you had to, uh, you couldn't legally bet on sports and you couldn't legally smoke weed wherever you wanted. What a time we were living in back then. And this is a serious question, Eddie. Was prostitution ever legal in like the teens and 20s? No. It never was. But it was around, just not legal. Was it ever oh, it's legal? It's been around for no, no, I know that men have been around. But I'm saying it was never, never legal in this country. Well, Vegas, I I know Vegas and the <laughs> Bunny Ranch. I get that. I'm saying like in New York. No, okay. Jerry's wondering like, could you go to a baseball game in a suit and then go see a lady of the evening legally? No, the Mets of '86 figured that out <laughs> under the stands. <laughs> All right, when you're playing, uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo in just a moment. Amy Lawrence, Odyssey Sports Minute. On the Jets. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. 
the superheroes of WFAN. I've got about 45 seconds or so left. I know it's not a lot of time for this uh, earth-shattering story you've got. Yeah. Jerry, you know how, like, everything these days, it seems like everything is uh, on video. We yeah, get to sure. see everything. Except there's, aliens. I haven't seen any of them on video yet. No aliens on videos right. yet. But there's one thing that was not on video that I, I wish we could have seen. And this is when Garrett Wilson went into the locker room at halftime. <laughs> the moment to, with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, to check on Aaron Rodgers. And he said that Aaron Rodgers said to him, Sorry, kid. It sounds like an after-school special. It does. <laughs> or like Mean Joe Green throwing yes. that kid a jersey the, for a Coke. The Coke. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey. Maybe they can make this into a Super Bowl commercial. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> right, if the Jets do well and we all forget about the yes. horror that was the Aaron Rodgers injury. Way to go, kid. Oh, you did it, kid. Inspired by true events. Go get it. Now, the only thing would have been better is if Zach Wilson went to see him and he went, do it for me, kid. <laughs> you don't know that. We They're very have, tight. They are very tight. Don't know. They they said, uh, Salah said that Zach Wilson is not the same person as he was a year ago. Oh, is that right? Big influence from Aaron Rodgers. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.